Here comes the Friday meeting. 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 And we're back. And by we, I mean, I am rolling solo today. Uh, Ginger's got the coronavirus. Um, and uh, Shorts is out there across the pond in London living living his best life. So it's just me. I'm going to you some of the stuff we talked about in the past and uh, bring up some of the new sweet hot articles. Um, speaking of updating you on the past, uh, the Florida Python Bowl took place. We talked about that last time. And they had a winner. The winning python was 14 feet in length. They caught uh, just over 20 snakes. So if you figure, hey, 20, 20, uh, 20 snakes is about an average of 10 foot per snake. It's 200 feet less of python out there in the Everglades. So feel free to get your swim on. Today's first article in stupid, stupid people out there is uh, this takes place in Indianapolis. Um, some auto workers took the gas out of a car, put the gas in a bucket, and they noticed that, uh, oh, you know, the garage started to smell like like fumes. You know, nobody wants to, to deal with the smell of gasoline in the garage all the time. So rather than, you know, taking the bucket outside or maybe covering the bucket or doing something else, they decided to cover up the smell of the gas fumes in the garage by... You guessed it, lighting some incense. What a perfect solution. Luckily, uh, <laughs> the two people uh, survived. However, it did burn the, uh, the garage into nothing but a charred charred remains. So just keep that in mind, folks, next time you're out there <laughs> with a bad smell. If that smell happens to be flammable, don't cover it up by lighting a continuously burning object. Coming up next... <clears throat> The coronavirus. Coronavirus is all the rage. Ginger's out right now with what's probably not the coronavirus, though we don't know. She hasn't said if it is coronavirus or not. I think she actually said it was some sort of like her kid just sneezed all up down her throat because kids are rude like that. They got no manners when they're, you know, two and a half years old or whatever. They just, they're just poor members of society just doing whatever they want, crapping their pants and whatnot, sneezing people down throats. So, but I mean, everybody's freaking out about the coronavirus. Oh, it's all over the news. People are dying, blah, blah, blah. So I looked it up uh, 362 people. 362 people have died year to date uh, in China and elsewhere from the coronavirus. To put that in perspective, the normal regular ass flu kills in America alone 12,000 people per year. So everybody's freaking out about the coronavirus. Uh, just relax a little bit. It's uh, it's just the flu. Chill it out. You guys remember SARS? Everybody's freaking out about SARS. And then you remember uh, pig flu or swine flu. And then, you know, every, like even Ebola. Yeah, you just, you just take it out. You quarantine it. And then everybody just relax. Go to work. Do your thing. Um. Super Bowl took place. I found this interesting in the advertising world. So, you know, at the end of the Super Bowl's tradition to kind of shout out, oh, I'm going to Disney World if you're the MVP, you know, you're on screen. So Mahomes, uh, Super Bowl MVP, said, it's only five words, I'm going to Disney World. Turns out that phrase is worth a truckload of cash. First of all, uh, the player usually gets compensated $70,000 um, for saying that and just showing up to the parade, which isn't a bad paycheck, uh, especially if you're, you know, you're only in your rookie year, rookie contract like Mahomes is. Still, 70 grand is nothing to shake out. You're just like, oh, I'll go to Disney World for a day, which most people pay to do. Instead, they'll pay me 70 grand, which I can then go turn into a sweet Ford Raptor truck or, you know, a down payment on a house if you're uh, fiscally conservative. So, what's interesting about that is, you know, there were 102 million people watching that their uh, MVP presentation. He's like, I'm going to Disney World. And that 
according to Steelhouse, a digital advertising specialist uh, company, is worth about a billion dollars in extra sales for the company. When you figure it's going to jog people to book some hotels, uh, buy some cruises, Disney, whatnot. Just hearing that phrase pops back in your head and you're ready to go. Speaking of how effective uh, those advertisements are, I have a thought that, you know, J-Lo and Shakira were out there shaking their asses during the Super Bowl, which I know, at least in some, some places, is going to lead to the guy getting smacked by his wife for a little too much oogling. Um, so my thought was, if 102 million people watch the Super Bowl, let me figure, I don't know, 50 million of those people are married. Of those 50 million people, it's only 0.001%. People actually have a marital spat based on the admirable ass-shaking of Shakira and J-Lo that uh, you know, probably five, six couples actually end up getting divorced over uh, those sweet, sweet booties, um, which if you watch the actual number of shakes, which I have many times in slow motion, God bless the internet for putting those gifts out there. Um, that's basically uh, about a divorce, a shake. So that's uh, a powerful, powerful booty, powerful booty. Speaking of booty, uh, speaking of booty, I saw an article, how taut does your butt need to be to bounce a quarter. Everybody knows that phrase. Ah, you butt so tight, you can bounce a quarter off it, et cetera, et cetera. So somebody actually busted out the science. God bless science um, <clears throat> of how tight your butt needs to be to bounce a quarter off of it. So <clears throat> let's not to get too sciencey. Amanda's not here, so we can uh, we can break out the physics. But there's a uh, property material called the coefficient of restitution, aka COR. What this number represents is like a coefficient of friction and any other coefficient. Um, basically says like, the how how long it takes uh, an object to retain its initial structure after bouncing, right? So if you take a, I don't know a piece of wet salami and you toss it on the ground, bam, that's a zero. Uh, if something bounces back perfectly, so if you drop it from a certain height and gets all the way back up to that height, that is a one point oh. So uh, if you take like a golf ball, golf ball will get up to point eight seven percent of its original height. Um, <clears throat> coefficient of a golf club and golf ball is about point eight three. I'm sorry, if it gets above 0.83, it's considered an unfair advantage. Uh, basketball, fully inflated, not like Tom Brady style, is going to run somewhere between 0.73 and 0.81. So they're all pretty close to like 0.8, which is generally, you know, you consider golf balls bouncy, you consider basketballs bouncy, as you, the phrase bounce of basketball comes into play. So basically something that's hovering around 0.8 is considered bouncy. Bouncy, bouncy. J-Lo is probably a little rocking like a 0.9. Shakira is definitely 0.95. Uh, <clears throat> I digress. So how do we take this uh, coefficient restitution and apply it to butts? What we do is we get a fancy device. We put it on 30 different people's butts, laid them down, took out that old, you know, turd splitter, the old butt cheek there, and uh, use a ballistometer. You probe the skin and see how fast the skin returns to its initial position due to the skin central resistance. Now, I want to specify this is about butt skin itself. It's not actually has to do with like, because, you know, if somebody's got a tight butt, uh, it's going to do much better than like, you know, somebody on 600 pound life that butt ain't bouncing nothing. Um, so they didn't specify if these 30 participants were fit birds or chunky monkeys, but they found that the coefficient of butt restitution uh, in both black and white, good, nice biracial study here, uh, no word on the agents, uh, was 0.82. So if your butt skin was a golf ball, it would be illegal to play with. Uh, God bless Bode. If you enjoyed this podcast, by the way, you should tell a friend. I saw an article that Joe Rogan makes uh, $30 million a year just from podcasting on, which is uh, not 
not uh, not uh, not too shabby, you know, out there. So thirty million a year. Uh, point being is, if you enjoy the podcast, please tell a friend, and someday we'll make three dollars, three dollars per year. That's what we're shooting for. Um, and which is pretty important because you know, like we're really bringing you the hot and really important news articles of the day. For example, uh, today the Loch Ness monster was allegedly caught on live video, according to, as the headline says, a Nessie expert, which I don't, I don't know. You got to go to school for that. Like, I mean, I know University of Phoenix has got a lot of online programs out there, whatnot, but is a Nessie expert such a thing? Basically, <laughs> you're an expert in, up until today, uh, nothing. Now, we established that most of the other photographs and everything that was famous uh, that started the Nessie hoax, they were all hoaxes, um, but people keep, keep looking for it. There's a whole show on a history channel where they wasted a bunch of money with underwater cameras and sonar, etc. And nobody has found this damn dinosaur in the Scottish uh, loch, which is a, I guess a fancy way of saying deep ass lake. However, Ofed O'Hagan again, I made that name up. I actually, I didn't make it up. I mispronounced it. It's Ofed Hagen. Hagen. Two video clips from a live webcam monitoring station on the Loch Ness to the official Loch Ness Monster Sightings Register, which is just a collection of uh, liars. It's a good way to register you down there as a liar. Um, and uh, looking at the video, it definitely is not a rowboat. Uh, definitely not a rowboat. So sorry if you guys got all excited. Um, perhaps if you did get excited or you watched the same video I did and thought that it was Loch Ness, it's time to go see the old optometrist. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Though the Ophan Haggard Haggardin did say um, it was pretty exciting to get the first sighting of the Loch Ness monster in a decade. When you see it once, you're shocked to say the least. There were no birds, <laughs> boats, or birds to see at the time of the sighting. Also, in my opinion, no monsters. People say it might just be a giant eagle. But what if it's just like a big ass catfish? Uh, of course, they want to keep these sightings going because apparently the Loch Ness monster adds eighty million dollars annually to Scotland's economy, all those idiots out there, uh, flat earthers and uh, whatnot, anti-vaxxers um, rolling out there to Loch Ness to check out this monster. Today in clickbait news, clickbait news, 35 travel de- famous travel destinations that are overrated. Now, normally I ask our co-hosts to guess uh, what they are in this case, but uh, uh, since I can't just guess myself, I'm not fully Alzheimer'd out yet. Um, we're going to just run through the top few of these ones. Ooh, coming up there, I've been there myself, Hollywood Walk of Fame. Uh, it's basically just clustered with, uh, I don't know, feces, dirty people. It's a sidewalk and a street with like, you know, just lame-ass shops. And then there's like gold stars on the sidewalk that say famous people's names. I don't know. Why don't you just go to like famouspeople.com and scroll through the names and be like, oh, look, and they got stars. So don't waste your time going to uh, the dirty-ass Hollywood Walk of Fame. Now, being clickbait. Uh, it's going to take a second for the number two to load. Plymouth Rock. Plymouth Rock does not rock. Ha ha, thank you very much. I'll be here uh, all day. The Plymouth Rock uh, is just a small ass little rock. Like, not even big enough to land a ship on. It's like the size of a large boulder. So, uh, don't go there. I mean, there's no real significance. Ooh, also another one down here in LA, Catalina Island. Sounds exotic. But uh, if you ever golfed or been on the zipline of Catalina or just been Catalina in general, it's basically like a shitty little beach town. Yeah. You can ride around uh, in some golf. However, if you're a scuba diver, there is some excellent kelp forest uh, scuba diving out there. So I guess that's not technically the island. It's the area near the island. But still, if you want to go to Catalina, it's a great place to get drunk um, and flip golf carts. That's about it. 
keeping on rolling on through here. Las Vegas, I disagree with this wholeheartedly. I have never had a bad time in Vegas. I've just been in Vegas for too long. Um, though I will say as I'm getting older, Vegas is losing a lot of its appeal. I'm sure once I turn into a 65-year-old, you know, lonely, divorced, uh, dirty old man, Vegas will regain its appeal. So maybe it just depends on the age you're at in life, whether or not Vegas is awesome. We'll just do two more of these. Disney World, agree fully. Disney World sucks. Um, all it is is a place to spend money on stuff that you don't really care about. It's full of fat people on scooters just scooting around because they're too fat to do anything else. It's exciting. Sorry for the fat shaming. Apologize for the fat shaming, but not really. You are a uh, tax on America's healthcare system. So, you know, calories in, calories out. Um, <clears throat> all the roller coasters suck. You can walk through a castle, take pictures with princesses, see a shitty parade. It's like the same level quality of, you know, my hometown, small ass New Mexico 4th of July parade. Oh, look at that person. He's dressed up as Mickey Mouse. This is amazing. I also don't have small kids, so maybe if you have small kids, it's a good time. But uh, I have been to Disney World with small kids. It sucks. I went to Disney World for a uh, for a software convention. I was literally there. They had f- open bars literally as frequently as they have trash cans at, at Disney World. No line to the rides. The rides were empty, and I was hammered, and it still kind of sucks. So if you have a place to yourself um, and you're hammered and it's still kind of lame, not really like going for you there so uh <laughs> if amanda was here she would be disagree with me wholeheartedly but she's not so i'm rocking and ruling the mic uh next up on the list four corners new mexico technically new mexico utah colorado and arizona as a new mexican uh it's really not exciting they're just imaginary lines on some cement you know and you're like oh look at me i'm in four states at once not not really worth it uh, it's like why don't you just i don't know it's just there's nothing there's nothing worthwhile going to four corners there Mount Rushmore, more like Mount Snoozemore, am I right? That's on the list. It's just, you know, unless you really like sculptures. The Rocky statue. Yeah, okay, so this imaginary dude. <laughs> Let's talk about Philly. You you created a statue for an imaginary character. I'm uh, just throwing that out there. Like, at least in LA, we got, you know, statues of Shaq and other people that are real, not some fake-ass boxer. Oh, why is he famous? Because he wrote the script to make him famous. That's all he's doing there. Oh, yeah, no. What an what inspiring dude. I'm going to write a script about this guy that, uh, you know, cures cancer um, and AIDS and also makes it possible to grow perfect babies um, in test tubes and then, you know, builds a rocket to take us to Mars and saving humanity all while curing global warming. Let's build a statue for that guy. Same point. All right. I think we had about enough of these. Let's uh, transition over to what else we got? What else we got? What else we got? Oh, man. Let's talk about hate chicken hate chicken and uh, i don't mean i hate chicken i'm talking about chick-fil-a chicken which is uh you know filled with hate for our, our uh, friendly lgbt etc community um it's apparently the hardest thing in the world to become a chick-fil-a restaurant owner now anybody can forget to order a subway all you got to do is uh get some mm, trash meat out of the trash can and put it on some old ass stinky bread and suddenly you got yourself a subway franchise not the case with chick-fil-a uh chick-fil-a so they open up about 80 restaurants a year. You want to be a franchisee, you're going to have to take yourself out of 60,000 people to become one of those franchisees. Now, percentage-wise, uh, if you were to apply to Stanford Class 22, there were uh, 2,071 uh, applicants accepted out of – reverse engineer some math here – 47,451 people. So that's a, an acceptance rate of 4.3%. Chick-fil-A acceptance rate for new franchisees is only 0.13%. Apparently, you know, you just got to pray real hard, donate some money to uh, anti-LGBTQ uh, concerns, and then they'll let you in. 
Ooh, this is a good one. Up there in Ottawa, uh, Canada. Canadian friends, shout out to Canada. Doing all your Canadian stuff. Uh, a guy went to jail for burning allegedly a million dollars rather than give it to his uh, ex-wife. So in the divorce settlement, the judge is like, yo, you got to give that lady a million bucks. You got to sell some property. Or he's like, don't sell some property. And you got to give her a million bucks. He sneaky sneak sold that property and then allegedly said he uh, burned up two piles of cash, $743,000 one time, $296,000 another time. But no photo evidence, uh, nothing of that nature. Um, so the judge is like, nah, you didn't burn that. You fucking hit it, you jackass, you silly Canadian. You probably buried it in your moose. Or he's probably buried in a bunch of syrup jars. Um, buried in a bunch of syrup jars out in the back of your uh, Canadian, uh, God, what's the word, cabin? Yeah, we're going to do a Canadian little, little Canadian cabin. So anyways, they sent us into jail. Guess what? When he gets out, he's still got all that cash speaking of people going to jail how about aunt becky she uh is gonna have to sell her house uh it's on the market for 28.7 million dollars you think you could bribe a judge or two for that kind of money i guess she didn't learn a lesson the first time but you know bribe away aunt becky other stuff we got going on here i think that might be it hopefully you've enjoyed this hot 15 minute drive time podcast everybody else will be back next week hopefully amanda will not die we're all rooting for her. give a little give a little prayer or actually send some antibiotics that's be much more effective than uh than praying to uh to the podcast tell a friend about the show and if you find time go back and rewatch that little booty shake by jayla and shakira hot money thanks for joining us hopefully uh i brought some interesting news and a little bit of laughter to make your life better and we will see you next week